1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome back to our number 2 of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders.
3: Hey, what's up, y'all? Hour number two here, taking you right up to noon. Then we'll hand it off to D'Lo and KC. Talking Keegan Murray, 47-point game. The 49ers get a win over the Cardinals, 45-29. to Clinch the NFC West. It was really funny. They got the NFC West hats and shirts, and Dre Greenlaw, after the game, was like, I don't give a damn about this shirt. Like, I want a Super Bowl one. Like, we have, we have NFC West champion shirts. Yeah, a bunch of these. Don't need another one. Yeah. I was going to, Drake Greenlaw's won three now, NFC titles. Hmm. One NFC championship game, no Super Bowls. Tough. Yeah,
4: yeah, I mean, at this point, that's what it's all about. So is it Super Bowl or bust? Yes, Kyle, it is.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think that's a hot take either. Nope. I would love to meet the fan who, if they lose in the NFC title game, is like, actually, it's still a pretty good year. (laughs) There are so many teams who would love to be in that position. No. I hate that take so much. (laughs) There are, there are. 29 other teams would have loved to be in the... In a, sorry. No. Yeah, sure. No. You got it. I like that the YouTube chat, youtube.com slash ESPN1320, also twitch.tv slash ESPN1320, the the chatty house is now some combination of how many times has Sam Howell been sacked and how many years has James been alive? Oh, yeah. He's been sacked more times than years you've been alive, though.
4: Yes, substantially more
3: yeah you're not <laughs> no you haven't cracked the 50 year threshold just yet
4: no uh, well and he's at 59 oh my god Sam Howell yeah he's been sacked 59 times I, just, I was just looking Yikes. and he didn't how much did he play this weekend or did he not play
3: I don't know I, I think he got injured didn't he Sam Howell yeah I uh, know I think he just stinks <laughs> <laughs> did That's... you see what Ron Rivera said no so Jacoby Brissett came in and played really well for Washington and Ron Rivera apparently said, I did not see him say this, but a Washington reporter tweeted out that he said this, said that if he had known how good Jacoby Brissett was, he would have been starting. Oh. And I read, I'm like, there's no way he said that. I mean, did he? There's no chance. Has he never
4: watched like, like the NFL? I like, did, Jacoby Brissett's had plenty of nice games. I think it, it is telling that, you know, again, Sam Howell has been sacked 59 times on the year, and Jacoby Percet, um, while he's only played, like, he's played in two games a season, he didn't get sacked at all. Like, there's like, a, a clear pocket presence issue with Sam Howell.
3: He holds the ball way too long.
4: Yeah, way too long. I mean, but he's also, you know, he's at almost 3,600 yards and 19 touchdowns, 15 picks.
3: Eric be enemy. Oh, well, yeah. Watch out. Uh, we got our guy Manny here. Manny, what's going on?
5: Hey, so question you, like, right after the Keegan game, right, like, my initial reaction was, like, I was excited, loved it, but it didn't, like, if he had went over for 20, like, over for 20 from three-point, I still would have been, like, he's still the guy. Like, he's still this dude. Like, I can't, for me, the needle never, never moved off one game. Like, we've seen like, Jeremy Lin go off, like, and be him for two weeks and go bananas, and then go off into mediocrity like i don't i don't it didn't move me like this that like is that a bad way to look at it because just to me again like i need to see weeks and weeks and a month of something before i'm like oh yeah okay i see where the light bulb has switched whereas this was like i'm excited in the moment but like again if he had went over 20 i still would have been like that's still the dude all
3: right thanks Manny. I, i get what manny's saying there i
4: do too But I also, like, there comes a point where a player shows you that he can be something more.
3: Well, and that's what, Jeremy Lin was a rando who had a hot couple of weeks. Keegan Murray was really good last year. And you could see, like we talked about earlier over the last few games, there's been this, like, all right, trying to get the engine to turn over, trying to get the, and then it finally did. Mm -hmm. And the 47 wasn't, Keegan Murray's going to be a first-team All-NBA guy and he's going to average 30 in his career, and oh, my God. Like that, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was. It felt like a dam breaking. Yeah. Where it's like there's, there's okay. Now we can get back to our re- regularly scheduled Keegan Murray progress. Well, totally. It, that and
4: and again, I think it comes down to what as a franchise, what do you need moving forward? That's always going to be the question. How mm-hmm. are you building this thing out? Because again, if you're going to go out and, and and trade for a player who makes forty million bucks a year, and there's two of them that are available. Or it's Pascal Siakam at thirty-eight, or it's or it's Zach Levine making forty-plus. That changes everything for the next five years for this team because your salary is so wrapped up into three players. But if you don't have to do that, if you can go out there and, and make a major move uh, for uh, the next tier down of, mm-hmm. of type of player, because you think Keegan Murray can can become a third player on a really good team. Mm-hmm. That's substantial. And if you think that Malik Monk can be a third or fourth player on a really good team, and then you can get another guy who's going to be a third or fourth player on a really good team, all of a sudden you look way, way different than you do today.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah.
4: So again, it's not that I thought that one game this is, this just said, okay, like, look, the ceiling is, different now.
3: Right. It is where the Kings thought it was.
4: Yeah. We knew where the floor was, but now we understand the ceiling that they see.
3: Yep. Like, okay. That's it. It's pretty nice ceiling. Um, Speaking of ceilings, we were talking about the NFL MVP stuff earlier. Yeah. And Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey and can Purdy win it with all these teammates? He has so many teammates! And a good coach! That scoundrel. Um, what has he done? Brock Purdy. Here we go. I went and looked this up this morning. He's now number two in the NFL in completion rate behind Tua. Mm-hmm. He's number two in the NFL in passing yards, also behind Tua. He's leading the NFL in passing touchdowns. He's leading the NFL in touchdown rate, which is... It It eliminates the variable of pass attempts. It's what okay. percentage of your throws turn into touchdowns. Okay. He's leading the NFL in, in that... He's tied for the second fewest interceptions among quarterbacks who have started 12-plus games. His interception rate, again, how many of your throws turn into interceptions, is the eighth lowest in the league. His yards per attempt is first, and his QB rating is first. It's not bad.
4: MVP. MVP.
3: Any other quarterback would be the runaway MVP candidate here.
4: I think, Kyle, the real question is, where does the ringer have them in their list? (laughs) Yeah, We
3: haven't revisited that in a few weeks, Kyle. That's because I listened. I really tried, right? Because I really do try to stay open-minded. I'm not right all the time. I'm wrong a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. So when I have a staunch, firm take on something and another person who is very smart, I think Stephen Ruiz is a smart guy, who is really smart, has the very opposite opinion, I go, okay, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to hear it. What does he have to say? Maybe he's right. I think he's so dug into his take that it's jumped the shark mm. in terms of why he's docking Purdy. If you wanted to say that Purdy was like fifteen or sixteen, I wouldn't even argue at that point. Yeah, like yeah, it's probably about right. Like from a from a like just pure quarterbacking standpoint, like, yeah, he's probably pretty middle of the road. But the way Stephen Ruiz from the Ringer goes about. Um, every chance he gets, just being like, "Yeah, pretty didn't do anything," hmm. is like, "Okay, you're just doing this for the bit now." Does and he so still I've have, just started ignoring it. Does he still have Tom Brady above him? Probably. <laughs> just saying. He has. De- he definitely has two college quarterbacks above him. As Caleb of right Williams, now. Caleb Williams and Drake May, neither of whom has played a snap in the NFL, are both above Brock Purdy. Yeah. I don't well, know, man. I, I just it's like it's like if if at this point. You're still sitting there and going, Brock Purdy actually sucks. Then I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you anymore.
4: Yeah, you're not. What you're doing is invalid.
3: If you if you believe yeah. that, yeah, hey, if he played for the Jets, he wouldn't be nearly this good. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But not neither would any. Te- Patrick Mahomes would be worse if he played for the Jets. Yeah. You know, like I and if if.
4: I don't know, Patrick Mahomes might be better if he played for the Jets. As you
3: say Garrett Wilson is way better than any <laughs> receiver? Than you know what? That's a fair point. No, but <laughs> 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 No, but you get you you get what I'm saying, like, hey, if he was on a worse team, he would be worse. Like, yeah, it goes for a lot of quarterbacks. And the quarterbacks it doesn't go for? A co- the quarterbacks who who elevate like there's two or three guys in the league maybe that do that. Yeah. So, I I don't I just don't I just don't buy it. And I'm not even a like Purdy is a top five quarterback guy I'm not I'm not but when you look at his production this year and you look at what the 49ers are doing as a team and you look at the way that quarterback play is weighted in the MVP conversation like and and just in any football conversation you you have to you have to afford him some level of credit for the 49ers being a historically good offense
4: yes I agree 100 percent that's where we're at Kyle yeah like give him his props
3: that's it you don't have to say he's the best quarterback in the league but you don't even in have the, to give him the MVP. But, the scu- right. Like yeah. I don't even I won't even argue if you say he's not the MVP. That's fine. Yeah. Uh I teased there there's a player who Josh Allen entered the discussion this week, by the way. Mm. I know he didn't do anything. I think he threw it 15 times. Yeah, yeah, 94 but again, yards passing. The Bills figure out a way to sneak into the playoffs, and Josh Allen has all these huge numbers. I think people are gonna look at the Bills and and it's all about that late season surge. hmm It's all about the narrative. All right. That was that.
4: <laughs> That's all we got to say about that.
3: The whole Keegan Murray leap thing, you said something really, really interesting to me the other day that I want to talk about. Uh-oh. And it's in regards to De'Aaron Fox. Mm. And it was fascinating because I disagreed with you, and now I think I do agree with you. I want to talk about it next on the Insiders. Sponsored by Jiffy Loop.
2: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Now, back to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320.
3: Hey, Kyle, ever produced a radio show before? My goodness. I was recording the wrong thing. No, I got sidetracked because in in uh, in the YouTube chat and and, and in the chatty house, youtube.com slash ESPN thirteen twenty. You can also get in the chatty house at twitch.tv slash ESPN thirteen twenty. But in the in the chatty house, we got to talking about um because Kenny Caraway is gonna is gonna jump in for mad props in in the next segment. So make sure to stay locked in to that. A very close mad props this week. I'm excited to go back through it. But we I, I, I mentioned that I have Kenny's last name misspelled in my phone. Um, and I, I know it's wrong, but I just don't ever go back and fix it. Because ultimately, it doesn't matter that much. But somebody in the chat said, hey, you have first and last names as contacts in your phone. Like, that's crazy. And for me, it's an OCD thing. Like, that's just how it started. I have to differentiate between all the people, especially when you're a producer and you have a, a, or a, a, a writer, a beat writer, and you just mm-hmm. have contacts for da- just of all these random people that maybe I've had on the radio once, but she saved their number oh, yeah. just in case. And so you try and differentiate, but it's an OCD thing for me where like, it has to all be the same. And so even my folks are in my phone as first name, last name. And for the longest time, this is just how it's always been. And one of my friends saw this and was like, you're an insane person. Why are they not just mom and dad? And my, <laughs> <laughs> my thought process always was because if something happens to me and somebody grabs my phone, they'll see that, oh, hey, there's somebody with the with this guy's last name. Let's call them. But how would they know your last name if you're not if conscious if they, or something? If they, if, they, if they have like my wallet, like they check oh, my ID or okay. This has always been, again, don't try and make this logical because it's stupid. I'm being stupid. This is the point of this. My buddy goes, wouldn't they just search for mom or dad?
4: That that's very much so.
3: I, damn, <laughs> I know some people. Way. So put, I put under like occupation. I put mom and dad, so that way it still comes up if they search it.
4: Oh got it got it. Yeah, I, I think some people put uh, ice at the end of someone's name in case of emergency.
3: Oh,
4: yeah. So like after someone's name, you just put a little dash and then ice. Hmm. I don't know. I. I'm not gonna. I have mom and dad in my phone. It yeah. It does no, not I've, have got, I've got first name, name last
3: or, name for my folks.
4: That's funny. I most of my other contacts though are first and last name.
3: Yeah, it has to be.
4: Yeah.
3: I should never be able to differentiate anything.
4: Like I have um, one of my neighbors. His name is Scott, and I have just neighbor, um, which that's it. I have a Scott neighbor, and he was neighbor Scott because I didn't know his last name. Yep. Well, here's the horrible thing that happened, Kyle. <gasps> the house next door
3: scott another scott moved in new- so now i have two Scotts side by side that would be neighbor scott and new scott for me <laughs> there you go or i would walk up to them if i saw them outside like hey neighbor like howdy yeah like i'm sure this happens in your neighborhood white pick fences things of that ilk yeah, yeah and you're like howdy neighbor i would be like hey i'm a crazy person can i get your last name to put in my telephone
4: <laughs> that's funny
3: like i'm insane can we uh... address this issue that's happening here. New Scott.
4: Well, now I have uh, like uh, the the Scott. The original Scott is a beer drinker. The new Scott. They're like wine reps. So I have oh. got beer Scott and wine, wine Scott. Scott.
3: That's great. That's a plus. Yeah, that's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kings are playing the Wizards tonight. Yeah, they are. I should have gone. I'm really mad that I'm not going. Are you though? Yes. This is an opportunity to watch the funniest basketball team of all time.
4: They're not serious, Kyle. They
3: are so funny. Every game, there is minimum three highlights of something hilarious happening on accident. Not Jordan Poole making a face in the camera and like, oh, it's so funny. But like Jordan Poole, like putting a guy on skates and then staring him down and then trying to step into the lane to like hit a layup instead of a little jumper and it getting swatted into the 10th row. Hilarious! Mm. That happened against Detroit. I'm
4: waiting to see if there's a moment where Kyle Kuzma like trips over one of those super long arm sweaters that he wears.
3: He might wear one under his jersey tonight. That, that to me, that serious. would
4: be worth. That would be worth like the price of admission.
3: If you're trying to, if you're trying to decide if, whether you want to go to the Kings game or not tonight, because you're like, hey, the the Wizards suck. That's a late night for me. I got work tomorrow. I got to battle traffic. Go. I'm telling you, man. I, I have league pass. You throw the Wizards on, and you're going to have a rocking good time. It's not going to be good basketball. Do not expect high-level basketball. I know. I, like, but you're going to have a phenomenal time watching Jordan Poole Aaron, our boss,
4: uh, like said, hey, does your son want to go to the game on Monday? And I'm like, how much? He's like, oh, no. He can have them. Yeah. Like, I can't give these away. And I'm like, oh, heck yeah, he'll go. Yeah, Yeah. And Monday your night. son
3: is going to have a phenomenal time. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, really yeah. happy for him and this journey.
4: Oh yeah, he's gonna enjoy himself and he loves going to games, so oh.
3: it'll be a good time. Yeah, it's always dude, the Kings the Kings do it right, man. Without well, any Sarah, you... Sarah Todd, a friend of the program from the oh, Desert yeah? News who covers the jazz, she was tweeting about this the other night. Like, she goes, she travels with the jazz. She's been to every NBA arena mm-hmm. and she's like, the Kings do in arena stuff better than anyone. Yeah. From the musical production to the giveaways to the contest to the energy just better than everybody else. You know, we And need, I believe her.
4: We need to have Scott Moke on the program uh because I've talked to Scott about this and what you don't understand goes into every single timeout, every single the entire thing is scripted. So Oh yeah. Years ago they used to have a guy who was like a huge Disney production guy uh that had left like at the park. Like he would do like the Uh, what is the parades like right how they're all choreographed Mm -hmm. anyway how they choreograph a king's game there is like five or six songs in every single break man so they they kick off as soon as the team walks off the floor they start playing music then when they switch and do something different, they play a different song. Yeah, they have a song coming out of that. Like there's so much production that goes into it. Mm-hmm. So we we need that kind of production value here on the insiders, Kyle. I'm working on it. I'm there working is. on it.
3: Our guy lazy's on the line. lazy what's going on, bro?
5: Yo, him and Kyle, my two brothers. What's going on, man? Chilling. Hey, hey Kyle. Kyle, did I win the PS5?
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, you got to call in last week, actually. Uh, Stay tuned.
5: Oh, oh, that's how. Okay, cool. Hey, guys, quick comment and question. So uh, last week now, I guess, uh, I got invited to the Kings game for Kings and Jazz, right? At the time, I turned it down because I was like, oh, it's the Jazz, not that exciting, whatever. Obviously, Keegan goes on to have this big game. My question was, have you guys ever had a game, or like whether it be basketball, football, a game that you missed that ended up being like super epic or anything like that?
3: Yeah, thanks for the call. It's a great question. We had tickets like in the cart. We were going to purchase them and then decided not to. I can't remember exactly why. I don't know who's, you know, what the impetus was uh, to go to Dallas Braden's perfect game.
4: Oh. we're gonna take my
3: mom for mother's day we're all gonna go and then i forget exactly what happened we were like oh, all right we're not gonna go
4: wow yeah okay i would say no um <laughs> like at, at home um i've missed three games in 14 years sure and when i was at a board of governors meeting when i was at the sloan analytics conference and last year i went to the final four was it last year or the year before That that's it. That's all I've I've only missed three games ever, so I don't miss games. And as far as like big games, like I've been to some big games, like I was at the stupid Derek Jeter play game. Oof. Oh yeah. No, we had great seats where like we're right behind home plate up the first baseline, maybe like two rows, Mm -hmm. and we're right under the canopy at Oakland. So we had like a bird's eye view. And in real time it was like, what is Jeter doing running across right there? That seems weird. And then to watch him catch and flip was wild. Brutal. Wild. Brutal. Yeah.
3: 1320, what's your name? Hey, AK. Hey, AK, what's going on, bro?
6: Hey, I wanted to comment. Uh, you guys mentioned atmosphere. I know we covered a bunch of Keegan stuff, but uh, it was pure Sacramento. I think we were up near 30 at one point. Keegan's getting rolling, and the atmosphere inside Golden 1, the defense chance were. I won't say playoff status, but certainly not a sleepy Saturday night game, which is very, very impressive. Um, And, of course, uh, I wanted to comment that Tegan may be the most non or unpolarizing player we've ever had because of love for him and how much the fans stand behind him. I wouldn't say he's untouchable by any means, but we could easily hang up the phone after that performance because our belief in in him has been validated. Uh, But the question I had for you guys after Lisey's uh, question was when visiting players come to Sacramento and see the environment, especially in Utah, it might, might not be that crazy on a Saturday night or even a Monday night like tonight where I expect it to be high. How much do, do you think that impacts a player's desire to be open to coming to Sacramento?
3: Great question. Thanks, AK. I'll defer to you on this.
4: I think it's a good question. I, I think fans around the league, I mean, players around the league know that when you go to Sacramento and if Sacramento is any good at all, It's gonna be a good time. And they enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Like even the Golden State Warriors, they're like, that is crazy. And I've been like I've been to Warriors Finals, like, it's loud, it's crazy. It's not the same. Like definitely different. It's organic, it's crazy. Um, you know, again, they do a great production. Scott Moke is amazing. The Keegan Murray mm-hmm. chant is amazing, which is a Yogi Farrell chant. I going to
3: say, shout out to Yogi Farrell.
4: Yeah. Who, who, the OG. Yeah. Who helped, <laughs> that, uh, got that thing to walk. So, so Keegan can run with it. Uh, yeah. So, I, I definitely think that it does play a role. And I think you'll see more and more players who are willing to come to Sacramento because of the atmosphere and because they're winning.
3: That's it. Right. Yeah. Nobody's ever doubted the atmosphere. Yeah. How good's the team going to be? Is there a direction? There is now. And I think you're going to see more and more reports about players wanting to be part of what's happening in Sacramento. In fact, let's touch on that next because um, an interesting report from Sam Amick came out today <laughs> in The Athletic. We will touch on that. We've got mad props coming up. We've got keys to a Kings win over the Wizards. Can't wait for that. And uh, Monday Night Football tonight right here on this very radio station with coverage beginning at 430 Uh, between the Eagles and Seahawks. Big game for the 49ers. We'll talk about all of that next right here on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader.
2: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento
0: Sports Leader. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: Now, back to the insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320.
3: <laughs> I've worked with some people who would have a conniption if they were in the building for a show that gets run the way we do a show.
4: <laughs> well, the best part is I don't know that we're doing anything wrong or right, Kyle.
3: Right, no, like we're not, we're back, we're back on time. Like the show's on the air, we're winning. Yeah, but uh the fact the, the, that we
4: leave at 9 30 to go to jump and juice and roll back in at 9 50 yeah, no, that,
3: that, right that, that probably wouldn't be a favorite <laughs> of some people i've worked for but no the whole like oh shoot we're back from break here we go like that's not a oh yeah there isn't hey 30 30 like 30 yeah hey, i don't hey, get any 15. of that no hey, what, 15 are we back- what, are, what are we hitting here okay yeah yeah. yeah yeah no i like that direction yeah yeah, yeah. No. That's not if how this we is in, I'd, I'd walk in there and I'd go through the rundown and be like, "Okay, I like I like this. I like how this played. Let's actually move this to here." Like I'm doing that back here. Yeah. But there's none of. It's just we're just shooting the shooting the breeze at the chatty house and then oh hey we're back. Hey, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> It's fun. I have so much fun doing this job every single uh, day. Thanks to uh, you, James, you chatty house, and you listener out there. Whether you're listening on 1320 AM, maybe you're listening on the free Odyssey app, or maybe you're watching on YouTube or Twitch. We we appreciate it regardless. Uh, you make this show happen. Shout out to you. I'll get sappy during our last show of the year. Oh. I've got, I've taken notes. I've got things to say. I got people to thank. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Buckle up. Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Kyle's gonna get emotional we'll get emotional Kyle on that day
3: yeah but I mean come on when when doesn't that happen uh real quick Monday Night football tonight you can listen to it right here huge game in the NFC all right the Eagles are visiting the Seahawks- mm-hmm. the 49ers are now a game clear of the Cowboys because if the Cowboys lost to the bills last night
4: embarrassing
3: really tough really tough showing for the Cowboys they just got smoked man yeah but the 49ers are now a game clear of them and Detroit And it looks like San Francisco is going to have the tiebreaker, whether it's head-to-head or whether there's – gosh, this is so complicated. It looks like the Niners are going to have all the necessary tiebreakers to be the one seed. So if they can get a game clear also of the Eagles, where it's Detroit, Philly, and Dallas, all now a game behind San Francisco, San Francisco would have the tiebreaker over all of those teams or any combination of those teams. So getting a game clear ostensibly puts them two games up with three games to go. Mm, Game over. And conference record is such a big part of this that if they do get a game clear and then they wind up losing to Baltimore, where it's not affecting their conference record, they're still in a really good spot. So they got some business to take care of and we'll preview Niners Baltimore throughout the week. But if the Seahawks beat Philly, A, you would have to wonder what Philly looks like going into the playoffs. And then B, um, it would it would give the Niners that advantage in the standings. Yeah. That's a big, big, big Seahawks fans. If, if you're a Niners fan,
4: yeah. I mean, this is a, it was a huge week for the Niners. I mean, the win just puts it away. The, the Cowboys loss was embarrassing. And they, they went from like the number two team in the NFL to like, uh, okay, Philly's probably back up there. Yeah. Like, I I don't know what you were thinking, but like, you can't walk into a game against the Bills and just get, and just look totally ineffective again.
3: That was what, I, I, that's, that's where I don't, that's, I just don't trust Mike McCarthy, man.
4: I think it's a combination. I I don't trust uh, Mike McCarthy. And I, in all honesty, I don't trust Dak And, and talk about a guy who was like almost a front runner for the NFL MVP just fall off the table. Oh, you're not a front runner anymore. That was pretty wild too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm the NFC is bananas and a seahawks win tonight would make it even more so uh let's get to kings and wizards keys before uh kenny carraway comes in and we'll do mad props with him kenny was nice enough to sit in with us on friday and we said dude just do Mad props with us so he did so i wanted to make sure he's in here when we go revisit our picks okay all right
4: that's that makes sense all right
3: keys to a king's victory against the wizards james what is key number one for you
4: don't play to the level of the competition
3: i don't know if they even are capable of
4: that. don't do it don't do it this is not a quote-unquote trap game this is a game where you go in and you move seven games over 500 and you look at the next three games on your schedule and go all right let's let's gear up you got a big week you got mm-hmm. you got the suns you got minnesota you got like all kinds of mm-hmm. high level competition I, aren't the celtics coming into town like i like this week is is crazy. Don't slip up against a bad team.
3: Yeah, I don't even know if the Kings are are capable of playing down to that level. The th- the thing for me with that is if the Wizards do come out and win the first quarter 30 to 23, the Kings cannot then lie down like they have in the past when they go down in the first quarter. Yeah. Like they can lose the first quarter by 10 points and still win the game by 30. So that's a if they if they do get punched in the mouth out the gate, mm-hmm. I would very much be looking for them to still run away with a victory in that one. My first key is arrive to the Golden One Center safely. <laughs> get okay. some warm bodies in there, make sure they're wearing King's jerseys, and you're gonna be in a good spot. That's key number one.
4: That's key number one. Okay. Yeah, what's your second key? Uh let Keegan eat. We saw, yeah, I mean, he's
3: been fasting for weeks.
4: Yeah, we saw what he did on Saturday. Um, why not give him a, a another performance like that where all of a sudden he can start building on something? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see a 47, but if Fox doesn't play, let him be the primary. Let him be uh, like that type of player. Mm-hmm. A- and also, like, I, I guess part of that, not just Keegan, you know, same with Harrison Barnes, same with uh, Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm.
3: Start hitting your shots. Like,
4: get it going. Let's see what you
3: you got. Yeah, I need Kevin Herder to not be out there just running his cardio. He's like, running dude, a involved, lot. Get involved, man. Especially offensively. Get the dribble handoffs. If if you want to, if you get run off the line, get to the little floater game. It's really effective for him. Last year, he just doesn't seem to be doing anything offensively. He's down he's really to like, passive.
4: He's down under eleven points per game.
3: Yeah, it's and it's it's not a matter of him missing shots. Like he's missing shots, but he's also being very, very passive, and I don't think that that's, that's the most effective version of Kevin Herter. Uh, alas, let Keegan eat is definitely one, especially, like I said, I'm of the belief now that he needs to be in that pecking order of scorer for the Kings. He needs to be number two. Okay. Domas can be their second best player all around. He's going to have the boards. He's going to have, you know, he's going to score. He's going to have his assists, all that, but in a in a in a tight spot down the stretch of a game, it's going to be De'Aaron, but then you also need that secondary guy, and I think it's I, I, I going to wind up being Keegan. Um, one of my, one of my, my second key here is get up quick. Don't, don't let them hang around. Yeah. Don't, don't be down 10 at the end of one. Don't give yourself that opportunity to roll over. Just get up 15 in the first quarter and cruise. Okay. No, that makes
4: sense to me. I hope so. Uh, number three, I have rest Fox question mark. Oh, like, look, if he's not a hundred percent, Do we know what the injury is exactly? It's just a... a Shoulder hurt? Shoulder irritation. Um, He... I'm so triggered. I'm
3: so... I'm so... Kyle Shanahan... Yeah. Uses the word irritation for knees, ankles, elbows, shoulders. And anytime he says it... I'm not saying this is the case for De'Aaron. But when you say shoulder irritation... Every time he says that, it's like, oh, actually, this guy needs reconstructed ACL surgery. (laughs) Or, hey, this guy's got knee irritation. They're going to shut him down for three weeks. Oh, and now he's on IR. Oh, yeah. Every time. Anyways, not saying that's what's happened with De'Aaron. It's just, oof, that word really gets
4: under my skin. I think the one thing De'Aaron has to be cognizant of is that he's already missed five games Mm -hmm. and then six with, with Saturday's game. Like if you hit seven, now you're at what a maximum of seventy-five games played. Mm-hmm. If you have some sort of small injury that keeps you out, you don't want to get down to sixty-five where you're not eligible for All NBA and all that stuff.
3: And doesn't that screw his next contract too?
4: Um, I don't know. It depends on the year. Uh, like it's the contract extension. It's that I think it's two years prior.
3: Oh okay. Uh, yeah. I thought it had to be that year. Yeah.
4: No. So, okay. he's not I he's not signing an extension next year either. This this coming summer because this year he could only sign a 2-year extension. Next year he can sign this summer coming up, he can sign a 3-year extension. The summer after that, I think he can do a 4-year extension. Okay. So, the further out you get, the more money you're going to get on the
3: extension. Okay. Right. Very good. So, um my last key is let Jordan Poole cook. Let him go. You don't have to guard him. All right. Let him run around. Let him do stuff. Make it seem like you are guarding him when actually you're just putting a body near him. Okay. Because he will dribble into some turnovers. He will dribble into some bad shots. The best thing that could happen to Sacramento tonight is Jordan Poole hits like his first two threes, preferably of the circus variety, and then he starts blazing away like that.
4: Then he starts going crazy.
3: Starts going nuts.
4: I think the problem the Kings have, I, first of all, I can't believe Jordan Poole is averaging 16.9 per game. I thought every everyone in the league thought he would be averaging like 27, but like the most inefficient 27 of all time.
3: I picked him up I picked him up in fantasy basketball because of that. Yeah. I was like, man, Jordan Poole is going to score the heck out of the ball. They might stink and he might not be very good doing it, but he's going to score.
4: Yeah, but I think the last time the Kings played the Wizards, they got embarrassed so, like the the Kings did not play well against the Wizards last year. Um, one game they won one twenty five to one eleven. Uh, the last time they played March eighteenth at Washington. Um, oh no no no! They beat they beat them on uh, March eighteenth. It was December twenty third. They lost one twenty five to one eleven, and that. Like it's one of those games that like you can't lose to that team. Yeah, I mean they weren't good last year either. Uh, Kyle Kuzma put up thirty two. He historically is beat up on the Kings. Uh, Bradley Beal, who's not there anymore, and uh, Monty Morris both had big games. And then Rui Hachimura, who again isn't there anymore, had twenty one points off the bench. The Kings didn't have an, an answer for Rui Hachimura at all.
3: I mean, who does? Well, what are you going to do when Rui starts cooking? You know. I know. <laughs> I guess. Drew down makes a great point. I did have Jordan Poole as my MIP in my in my uh, preseason awards picks. Oh. Yeah, I thought he was going to go average like 27, 28 points, and people are going to be like, oh, my God, let's Jordan Poole. I wouldn't have been surprised if that's what
4: we got, where he just had a huge, huge week. Yeah. Oh. Uh, a huge game. Um, but I, I don't know. I, like, it, mm.
3: I'd be really surprised if he had a huge game. He yeah. stinks. Hmm. Like if we're keeping it a stack, hang on, let me, let me go back because this is something that I have wondered about for the last couple of years. And it seems to be just coming to fruition more. So Jordan Poole as a rookie was one of the worst players from a shooting perspective of all time. The percentages he shot on the volume that he shot, it was one of the worst rookie seasons we've ever seen. Uh, the worst rookie season we've ever seen. He was 33.3% for the field, 27.9% from three. Okay. Um, 2020, 2021, 20, he goes down to the G-League. He comes back a little bit. Uh, shoots 35% from three and 43% from the field. Oh, okay. I like that. i like to see that from Jordan Poole. It's a nice little improvement. 21-22, he was awesome. 36% from three, 44.8% from the field. Uh, helped, the, helped the Warriors win a title in 21-22. But then last year was a disaster. Again, he shot 33.6% from three, 43% from the field, turned it over a bunch, ineffective in the playoffs, wound up getting traded. And then this year with... Uh, the Wizards twenty nine point nine percent from three, forty point nine percent from the field. That twenty twenty one twenty two season is the outlier for his career. Oh, and it got him paid that one year, and he was integral to a championship team. Like, mm-hmm. do not they don't win a title without Jordan Poole being as good as he was? That is just a you, people. Steph was out for the first few games of that of that uh, postseason, or he came off the bench because Jordan Poole was cooking the way he was. So that's how good he was. But since then, he hasn't been that player ever again. And he wasn't before. No, I, so, I mean... I just don't think Jordan Poole is very good.
4: No, really, uh, Malik Monk is who Jordan Poole thinks he is. Yes.
3: I mean, that's... and Well, Steph Monk, Curry is who Jordan Poole thinks he is. But yeah, Malik Monk should be the goal Yes, for Jordan Poole. Well, that and, like, Malik Monk at... at that's
4: the role that Jordan Poole should have, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, like, the dollar figure, not the two-year 20... But the like 4 year 80 that would have been fine. It's a Jordan Poole makes like didn't he get like 130?
3: Yeah. For 140? Four years.
4: Yeah. he got Oof. paid big. Oof. Ugly. Which
3: like I said, coming off that 21-22 season, helped him win a title, looked to be the heir apparent to Steph Curry it was like holy crap, Jordan Poole is coming. And now he's just oh. I and never when you start to, I never bought it, Kyle. When you look at the full sample size of his career, he is uh he has been a bad player more often than he's been a good player. It's not great, Bob. Kenny Carraway in the building for the handoff to and Casey no. coming up here at noon on ESPN 1320. Kenny, I know you're a big Jordan Poole guy. Are you still a big Jordan Poole guy or are you softening on that a little bit?
8: Uh, I mean, I still like the kid. I I, I honestly just feel like what happened might have ruined him. Like it it it, it getting changed punched? Yeah. The whole situation getting punched um the aftermath of what happened with the Warriors and Draymond. I think it might have changed him. You know what I'm saying? And uh,
3: That's why he can't shoot anymore? uh,
8: I mean, well, maybe because he's never not been able to shoot in his life. I watched him in Michigan. I watched him his entire time in Michigan. He was a bucket. He shot from – like the way he played in 2021 or whatever the case may be uh, when they won that title, uh that's how I I seen him play aside from the one – what was it, two years before that? Where was a years rookie and all in this the two other years stuff. since, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's 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 I've seen. You said you've seen him more times than not be a bad basketball player. Mm-hmm. I've seen more years where he's been a a good basketball player. I thought he left college a little early because maybe he felt like he had to mm-hmm. um, for draft purposes. But uh, I I just feel like I don't feel like it was an admiration what happened that finals year um, or a little bit the year before. And I just think the way that all played out, I mean, change it. Just think about the, the individual he is. Like, he was fun-loving, like, talking, having a good time. Mm-hmm. He's none of that no more. Like, he's a different person. If you if you watched him play basketball that entire time, he plays with mm-hmm. a different lack of joy. Like, he's yeah, a no different doubt. person.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't think he's any good. <laughs> 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 and and the reason for that uh i i think you you're you're onto something for sure but i i was convinced that i mean i picked him to be the most improved player this year because mm. i thought okay he's gonna get out from underneath whatever was going on in golden state mm. he doesn't have to be the the young dude anymore he's gonna have his own team and he's there with kyle kuzma and he's gonna cook and
8: he just hasn't oh i mean mm. nothing is going right in washington washington is they're hilarious is a complete mess they're so actually i take that back washington you know Hey, man, that's an up-and-coming team. Um, that's a team you got to watch out for. You know, uh, uh, true champions, true champions. You you have to be aware of what the Washington Wizards could do because it's one of the most explosive teams
3: in
4: the league today. I think he just switched into Costa Kufa's speak.
3: Are you – hang on. Are, <laughs> are they so good <laughs> that you're making this a certified Drake Bars game? I mean, <laughs> that would be
8: too risky. You know, they're, they're just that good. It would be too risky, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to leave uh, Drake Bars alone tonight sure. because, I mean, this is a – don't let the record fool you. What, what did uh, what did Steve Wilkes say before the Cardinals game? He's like, yeah. don't look at the record. I watch the tape and I see a damn good uh, basketball team. Hey, the Cardinals try, bro. Cardinals might beat the Eagles
3: <laughs> if, if
8: McBride if McBride is healthy.
3: Trey McBride can hoop. He's yeah, he's good. He can play all right. He's good. I like him. Let's get to Mad Props. Uh, Kenny, you did this with us on Friday, so we're going to revisit them as we do every single Monday. We take a stat from the Niner game, a stat for the Kings game, and mm. decide which of those two stats will be higher. Uh, the first one, Brock Purdy touchdown passes or Harrison Barnes made threes. Kenny and I both went TD passes. James, you went with Barnes. A close one, 4-3 to three in mm. favor of Brock Purdy. Mm. Kenny and I get the point.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm. I had three from Harrison. That's good stuff. Yeah, I think he was three for five. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like three to one. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, 49ers, Cardinals total points or Fox Sabonis combined points. So here's what I did because De'Aaron Fox wound up not playing. You just threw Keegan Murray I threw in there. Keegan Murray in there. Why not Malik? <laughs> Why not Keon Ellis? Because it that didn't, was his replacement. Because, because it didn't matter. <laughs> we all took the 49ers. 49ers, Cardinals. We went. Hey, they're gonna. There's, there's going to be some points scored in this game. 71. Points. Mm. No, I'm sorry. I did the math wrong. 74 points scored in this one. Even if you put in Keegan's 47, uh, the 49ers still won this one, 74 to 67. We all get the point. There we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one, Jake Moody made field goals or JaVale McGee made field goals. A couple of haters in the other room here took Jake Moody field goals. <laughs> I rolled with my guy JaVale. He came through for me. Two to one. No. You know, you yes. know what? JaVale, you, two buckets. You know, that's a Come that's on. a
8: that's a bad job by me. That's a bad job by me. Number one, because JaVale is my guy. Number two. Wow. Um, wow,
3: apparently not.
8: Well, JaVel is Jamil. my guy. Number two, I mean, <laughs> the 49ers don't keep field goals anymore. What am I thinking? That what was, was that his first field goal since Thanksgiving? First field goal, yeah, first field
3: goal attempt since Thanksgiving. <laughs> his first field goal attempt. No, I'm sorry, his first field goal make. From between forty and forty nine yards since week one. And his first make of beyond forty since week seven.
4: Oh, yeah. it's
8: about to be uh Christmas. The
3: the best way
4: <laughs> to not Sunday have Jake. Christmas. The best way to not have Jake Moody lose a game for you is just to blow everybody up.
3: Hey, you know what? We talked earlier about the Niners being the best team in the league, and it's like, man, I can't poke holes in their Super Bowl case. They need to make a big kick. I don't feel good about it. I think that's the weakness—a game-winning ah. drive or a, a game-winning
4: <laughs> field goal. I think we're we're a little—we it's still unproven. Yes.
3: All right, I'm three and zero right now. By the way, guys, oh, uh, Kenny is two and one, I'm one and, and James is one and two. Uh, Christian McCaffrey touches or Malik Monk points and assists. James and I both went with Malik Monk. Kenny, you went with Christian McCaffrey. It's a close one. Twenty-three touches for McCaffrey. Twenty-six points and assists mm. for Malik. What did
8: Malik have on Saturday? Like, is, is that like,
3: I think is 18, 18 points... 18 and 9? 18 and 8. 18, 18 and 8. eight. That's yeah. coming off 18 and 9. Nineteen
4: yeah. and 9, what do you he against OKC? really good. It's his been, his yeah. assist numbers are skyrocketing. Yep.
3: Yeah. Facilitating really well. So 26-23. Uh, James and I get the point there. I moved to 4-0. and 0. Damn. Kenny and James both sitting at 2-2. and 2. Uh, I catch a couple L's here, though. 49ers touchdowns or Keegan Murray made threes. We all oh. went 49ers touchdowns. Oh. They oh. fell only six <laughs> touchdowns shy. <laughs> Oh. they scored, <laughs> hey, they scored six touchdowns and weren't hey, even close. I'm about,
8: so look, I'm about to say, what's more impressive? What's what's more impressive? That they were only six, Ke- King Murray made 12 threes and the Niners were only six behind.
4: That's a bad stat line right there, Kyle. What,
8: what is more impressive there? I don't
3: even know. Well, even if even if it had been like, Niners, Niners score six touchdowns, like, ooh, like maybe I should change that number. Six threes for Keegan's asking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he goes and makes 12. Uh, so we all took an L there. We all had the 49ers touchdowns. And then the last one, Brock Purdy pass attempts or Kings assists. Mm. You guys both went Kings assists. I went Brock Purdy pass attempts. Not even close. Brock Purdy, 25 pass attempts, 36 mm. assists mm. for your Sacramento Kings. He should have had 28 pass attempts. You guys get the points. He got hurt. Uh, I do not. James, you finished this one 3-3. Three and three. Kenny, also 3-3. Three and three. I went 4-2. and two.
8: Went three and three Big on the w road. That's so all I got to do is go five hundred on the road. I'll be okay. Yep. There that's it is. what everybody says.
3: <laughs> we'll do this. I'll make sure to I'll make sure to save this for for Friday next week during my segment with you guys. That way, uh, if, that way talk, it's a home game for you. When we when we
8: talk uh, Kings the entire time.
3: <laughs> yeah, the Niners guy comes on and we talk. <laughs> that's, Kings no, this gonna be a game we might talk minutes. about
8: though. Well, on Friday this this, this oh just nice for sure this for a nice sure
3: one. Niners Ravens might be a little Super Bowl preview.
8: What's the early What's the early spread? Uh, you know? I don't know.
4: Where is it? In Levi's. Oh, I'm gonna I would say, I say Niners a, by niners six. Four.
3: I'm going to say Niners minus four and a half. Yeah. I'm going I'm I'm to say six. 49ers, Ravens, the I never go straight think you're like I'll
4: right, say six and a, half. Four and a half. Four or four.
3: Kevin, and you're a half. going six and a half six and a half mm. It looks like five. Isn't yeah, they'll it? get
8: more than the three for being at home, basically.
3: I think it's more like two for being at home now. Uh, mm. Niners minus four and a half, according to ESPN. Mm. Oh there it is the total bet. total 45 and a half hmm kings are now
4: fifth in the league in assists per game at 28.3 assists per game that's a lot wow
3: it's pretty good yeah speaking of pretty good um let's see doing math 31 2 3 4 okay we're good we're good all right <laughs> i thought i thought we were super late to get out but we're good okay all right um kings win by how many tonight
8: uh, man, uh, you know, I'm not even going to say it because it's such a great team.
3: Nah, uh, 15, James.
4: 20, 23. Goodness gracious.
3: Yeah. I think they're going to smoke them back to back for Washington. Oh my God. 28, <laughs> 28, back to back. 30 and Wednesday Ooh. is a back
8: to back for the Celtics. All right.
3: That does it for us. Kenny Carraway, Damian Barling, D'Lo and Casey. They are coming up next with the great Jesse Tapia. Of course, uh, James, great stuff today. Uh, chatty House, great stuff. Everybody listening, we really appreciate you. And we will see you all manana. Woo!
2: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2.
1: Sacramento's sports leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.